Today, I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PPI, anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going to, I'm going to withstand not doing that. Uh, then he fell over like a log. That's the President of the United States. P-I-I-I was too complex for him. For the Pacific Island Infrastructure Initiative means we're throwing billions more at something. It's got, you know, people of color, something like that. It's not easy being the most prosperous nation in the world when you're led by people that hate you. Hey, uh, the Pacific Islanders aren't doing as well on infrastructure as the United States is. We should probably funnel billions to them so they can build uh, really gigantic, hollowed-out log outrigger canoes. What do you think? Is, uh, you know, maybe uh, something like that. The PIII, too complicated for Joe Biden. That would be an abbreviation, I believe, rather than an acronym. You know, it should be FEMA. I'm old school, though. I think FBI is an abbreviation and FEMA is an acronym. Got to make it into a word. You're Democrats. Just throwing our money away all over the place. How many billions have we given to Ukraine and how's that going? Uh, Are the Russians on the brink of losing? Well, I was talking to a liberal about a week ago. Well, we've killed 300,000 Russians. I guess that's good news for someone. (laughs) 300,000 Russians are dead. That sounds like, I guess, woohoo, high five, uh, crack a beer, maybe have a vodka drink. Pretty amazing stuff. I was uh, reading this morning a couple of uh, quite remarkable stories, and, and I'd like to share with you uh, a, uh, one of them. The uh, Real Clear, you're familiar with Real Clear Politics and the Real Clear uh, Industry. They've uh, got a poll. They've done a big survey of people, Americans, and they asked Democrats and Republicans, And it turns out that the Democrats are fascists. Isn't that fascinating? Now, real clear, uh, politics is not a uh, conservative organization by any stretch of the imagination, but poll colon is the headline. They love their colons. Is censorship a partisan issue from real clear opinion research? They call it real clear opinion research. And Carl M. Cannon is the author of the report from the Real Clear Politics staff. And it's a it's quite a remarkable story. It uh, goes on and on a bit, I've, I've got to say. But it is very important to know what you're dealing with and what the Democrat Party has become. Because, as I like to say, and you can find it at the Chris Plant store on Al Gore's Amazing Internet as well, the Democratic Party isn't. The Democratic Party isn't. Oh, you know what? We don't have that. We're making that. We just had uh, discussions about that yesterday. But the left is coming for your rights and certainly your free speech rights. So the uh, Carl M. Cannon at Real Clear Opinion Research writes, The concept of free speech dates back to the 5th century B.C. in ancient Greece. I love Western civilization, don't you? Greece is so wonderful. Rome. Rome. A living snake? No, no, no. We'll leave that for another time. Codified into America's founding documents, December 15th, 1791, you know, the First Amendment with the ratification of the Bill of Rights and the 45-word First Amendment prohibiting Congress from abridging freedom of speech or of the press, has long been understood to include any branch of government 
But the Democrat Party is not with us anymore. The Democratic Party isn't. And they're not on our side. And they're not on the side of the United States of America. Now, pretty amazing. Uh, Times change, real clear politics writes, notwithstanding the controversial current push by social conservatives to denute public school libraries of content they dislike, only gay child porn, only, only child porn for kindergarten through the third grade. After that, you can inflict all the, you know, adult porn you'd like, but uh, the child porn thing. So the new Real Clear Politics, Real Clear Opinion Research Poll is the latest document of the gradual change that has taken place on the left when it comes to free speech expression. Some of the findings are that Republican voters, 74% of Republican voters, believe that speech should be legal, quote, under any circumstance, while Democrats are almost evenly divided. A bare majority of Democrats, only 53% of Democrats, 74% of Republicans, say speech should be legal under any circumstance. And 47% of Democrats say that speech should be legal, quote, only under certain conditions. Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber alles. This is the Democrat Party. They would ban speech. See, 53%, more than one in two Democrats, more than half of Democrats. In case there are any Democrats listening along, you have to explain it more than once more than one way. So Democrats are anti-free speech. They're anti-First Amendment. We know also that they're anti-free practice of religion, unless, of course, you're a Satan worshiper and you commit massacres. Oh, yeah, I want to get to that story, too, about the latest uh, Satan worshiper uh, massacre. That's in the text thread, I think, isn't it? Is that where we have that? Is it in the story sheet, too? Is it? Okay. All right, good. Excuse me. little housekeeping there. Now, nearly one-third of Democrat voters, 34% of Democrat voters, say Americans have, quote, too much freedom. That's and, and let me make a point here, too, because I was reading this. It says nearly one-third of Democratic voters, 34%. 34% is more than one-third, not nearly one-third. See, 33 and a third, that's one-third. 34% is more than one-third. So when you say nearly one-third... Uh, They use the words, but they don't know what they mean. Carl M. Cannon, go back to school and uh, do a little math. Maybe you went to school in Baltimore. It's possible you went to school in Baltimore. Hard to say. But the Democrats are anti-free speech and anti-First Amendment. And we see examples of this all the time. And now the Real Clear Research poll finds that while 74% of of true Americans, and I don't know why uh, 26% of Republicans wouldn't say this, but it's a crazy world out there. Um, And then, you know, the Democrats call things hate speech. That means speech that they disagree with. And they would ban that speech. And that means that you would punish speech that has been banned if exercised. But 53% of Democrats say that speech, um, just amazing, a bare majority, 53% say that speech should be legal under any circumstance. Did I say that correctly before? And 47% say that it should be legal only under certain circumstances. I might have misstated that a couple of minutes ago. And then nearly one-third of Democrats, 34%, that's more than one-third, say Americans have too much freedom. 
too much freedom. 14% of Republicans say Americans have too much freedom. But 34, way more than twice as many Democrats, say Americans have too much freedom. That means the Democrats would take away your freedoms and limit your speech. And disgracefully, shamefully, there are some Republicans who would say the same thing and, in fact, did say the same thing in this poll. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, Republicans were most likely to say that Americans have too little freedom. Too little freedom. 46% of us say that Americans have too little freedom. Only 22% of Democrats say we have too little freedom. I think they usually mean gay child porn for grammar school when they're talking about too little freedom. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, 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 uh. That is uh, pretty amazing. Now, the poll respondents were read a statement. And this is Voltaire. They don't mention it's Voltaire. I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Only 31% of Democrat voters strongly agreed with that sentiment. It's a fundamental American value. I've used that line here many times before to demonstrate where I stand and where all Americans stand when it comes to free speech. I may disagree with what you have to say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. That's a fundamental American value. Fewer than one in three Democrats strongly agree with that, compared with 51% of Republicans, more than half, but still it should be 100%. Fully three-fourths of Democrats, that'd be 75%, believe government has a responsibility to limit hateful social media posts. That is uh, three-quarters, three out of four Democrats believe the government should be policing social media to trample speech with which they disagree and identify as hateful. Now, it's fine if it's hateful against Trump or Republicans or America or history or white people or whatever. That's fine. They wouldn't term that hateful. They wouldn't describe that as hateful, just what they disagree with. Republicans are more evenly split, I'm embarrassed to say. 50% believing the government has a responsibility to restrict hateful posts independence once again in the middle. Democrats are significantly more likely than Republicans to favor stifling the free speech of political extremists. What's a political extremist? Also, Republicans don't vary by group. Only about half of GOP voters favor censorship of any kind. Whether asked about the Ku Klux Klan, Nazis, or the Communist Party, which you know could very soon be the Democrat Party. They could change their name. But this, these are extraordinary numbers, and I'm embarrassed for the Republicans that participated in this poll. But the Democrats are completely out of control, and they're anti-free speech, anti-First Amendment, and this is yet another demonstration of that, the poll. The poll that proves it. Amazing and horrifying stuff. Three-quarters of Democrats approve of government targeting online hate speech. Sure, the government, because they're the proper mechanism for that. They love the state, and the left is coming for your rights. That's who they are. Uh, Let's get back to uh, audio here, since uh, we're doing radio over here and everything like that. That's, uh, let's see, the the border is an absolute nightmare, and uh, we should uh, get to that. Let's get to the polls Because, you know, this uh, Washington Post ABC poll came out and it was very, very bad news for Biden and the Democrats and and the media. You know, they're part of the Democrat Party. They are 
they're all in a tizzy about this because they find it very upsetting that the ABC News Washington Post poll uh, 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 asked, and then there's an NBC News poll that came out too, and, and, and they're, they're crying. The NBC News poll asked, would you like another, a different Democrat candidate to challenge Joe Biden for the nomination? And 59% of Democrats said yes. Democrat primary voters. They're going to vote in the primaries. They're Democrats. And nearly 60%, 59%, say they'd like to have someone else challenge Biden for the nomination. The ABC News Washington Post poll asked if you approve of Biden's economy. 64% said we disapprove. That's total voters. And only 30% approved in the Washington Post ABC News poll. Also in the Washington Post ABC News poll, we talked about some of this yesterday, but the media has responded since. And uh, they had Trump beating Biden by nine points. And uh, this graphic says it's 42 to 52, but I think it's 51 to 42. It's nine points, right? And uh, so beating beating Biden head-to-head by nine percentage points in the ABC News Washington Post poll, which they normally weight toward, you know, favorable Democrat numbers the way that they structure the poll. And asking whether the uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump are too old to run for president and be president again. 50% of us said Donald Trump is too old, but 70% of us said Joe Biden is too old. And 44% of us Americans say that we've, uh, are, we're now worse off financially under the Biden presidency. And that's the highest number, saying we're worse off since 1986. 1986. Which is kind of crazy. Uh, and uh, because it's during the Reagan years. But setting that aside for the moment, President Biden's approval rating now 19 points underwater. He has an approval rate, ABC Washington Post poll, of 37%, slightly more than one-third, and 56% of us disapprove. He has a 37% approval rating. Now, uh, we've got your uh, your media responding to that um, because... You know, they're the Democrat Party, and they speak for the Democrats. That's that's who they are. And I'm going to get to that audio in just a minute. Now, President Biden's nefarious plan to introduce the digital dollar is already underway, and it's very important to understand the potential consequences to your, your future, your family, your retirement, because forget about what they're telling you. This is not in your best interests or anyone's. Time is very important, so acting now to protect yourself is a very good idea. Get smart on the subject. You can help protect your savings and your retirement from the calamity that is Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme by diversifying with IRAs in gold and silver, precious metals. Call the experts to get started at American Alternative Assets. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. 888-446-5320. Get all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal, tax, investment, financial advice before opening an account. All right, and how is the media, that means the Democrat Party on TV, how are they responding to these poll numbers? Is there a panic ongoing? I'll share the response with you coming up. 
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Uh, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to share with you the media audio coming up, and then the border, because Joe Biden and the Democrats don't believe in American sovereignty. The sovereignty of Ukrainian border is very, very important. Also, um, we've been talking about the the uh, Nazi who got the standing ovation in Canada. Well, it's uh, kind of funny. Poland's education minister says he has taken steps to extradite. Yaroslav Hunka, who got the standing ovation in Canada at the uh, at the parliament there. Hunka was introduced to Canadian parliament as a Ukrainian hero, but served the Nazi SS unit, a notorious unit, 98-year-old man. Poland's education minister says he has taken steps to effect the extradition of Yaroslav Hunka, 98-year-old Ukrainian-Canadian, wants to extradite him to Poland after emerged that the veterans served in the Nazi SS Galizan formation during the Second World War, which, of course, committed atrocities, massacres in Poland. On Friday, on Friday, Hunka was invited to sit uh, in the parliament, the parliamentary gallery by Speaker Anthony Rota for Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's address to the parliament. Rota introduced Hunka as Ukrainian hero and a Canadian hero, prompting a standing ovation from the House of Commons. And over the weekend, it emerged that Hunka was part of the 1st Ukrainian Division, known as the Waffen-SS Galatia Division, the SS 14th Waffen Division. Very bad, guys. And um, now Poland would like to extradite him, presumably to put him on trial for war crimes against the Polish people during World War II after the libs in Canada gave the Nazi a standing ovation. All right, plenty more coming up on all kinds of good stuff. Now, we all know that the Democrat Party is anti-police, and they would defund the police, and they view the police as villains because, you know, they most of our criminals are Democrats, of course. And here's a story that maybe even Democrats could like, but we can't be sure. Uh, in Virginia, I'm, uh, you know, how far? Two miles from Virginia, the Potomac River, and so on. Thwarted Diabolical Plot, Channel 4, NBC, Washington has the story. Man arrested minutes before mass shooting at Northern Virginia Church, police say. Investigators say they were able to stop the potential massacre at Park Valley Church in Haymarket, Virginia, thanks to someone who saw troubling posts on Instagram and called police. Maybe the Democrats would censor those, and then we'd never find out. 
Authorities arrested a man who they say was minutes away from carrying out a mass shooting at a church in Northern Virginia on Sunday morning. Rui Jiang, 35 years old, was taken into custody with a loaded gun and extra ammunition at Park Valley Church in Haymarket, Virginia. Authorities said he was on a mission to kill. This was a thwarted, diabolical plot to kill churchgoers in Haymarket, Virginia, and local law enforcement stopped it. Police Chief Kevin Davis of the Fairfax County Police Department said, Minutes, minutes, he said, the congregation was making their way into the church. He was in the vestibule of the church, about to enter, so minutes or seconds away. Investigators said they were able to stop the potential massacre thanks to someone who saw troubling posts on Instagram and called the police, who the Democrats hate. Several posts showed, showed Zhang posting, uh, uh, posing with a, uh, uh, a firearm, pointing it at pictures of churches. Sounds like he's uh, not entirely well. What she saw concerned her enough to call the Anne Arundel Police Department and say, hey, I think something really bad is going to happen. Police said Zhang went on a stakeout of the church early Sunday morning and posted pictures from the parking lot. Hours later, the concerned citizen alerted Anne Arundel County Police. They determined the suspect lived in the Bailey's Crossroads area of Fairfax County. Police went to perform a welfare check at his home on Seminary Road. Zhang was not home, authorities said. At 10 a.m., officers requested Prince William County Police Department. They wanted officers to immediately respond to Park Valley Church to uh, search for Zhang, recognizing the severity of the situation. Fairfax County Police uh, Lieutenant uh, contacted the Prince William County Police Department directly to relay information, Fairfax County authorities said in a release. So it was uh, at the church just after 10 a.m. that Jang was arrested. Police said he was carrying loaded semi-automatic pistol and another magazine plus a knife. Hours later, police searched his home, made a disturbing discovery Officers found a kill manifesto. They always have manifestos, don't they? Like the transgender murderers, they have these manifestos, the mass murderers, transgender going to schools and nightclubs and, you know, the mass murder suicide attacks of transgender Democrats, of course. So they found a kill manifesto, the likes of which I had never read, Davis said. But he also articulated that he didn't know anyone at the church. He articulated that this these his would-be victims, and uh, he put it out there. He knew he was going to take many lives, and he also said, I don't know any of them. Now, Monday evening, that's last night, senior pastor Barry White, no relation, not the singer, said his congregation is breathing a sigh of relief and giving thanks that no one was hurt. Now, that's uh, pretty crazy, pretty crazy stuff. Quite frankly, Pastor Barry White said, We've just been thanking God. You know, God's been so good to us, and he protected us. And so did the police. And so did this citizen. Uh, thank God for everyone involved. He said, I was there, but I was, uh, but I was uh, conducted in such a way that most of the things that were happening were kind of happening behind the scenes. Mm-mm-mm. Jang faces charges for making threats, taking weapons to a church. Should probably be more than that. White said he won't change how the church um, worships. Mm-mm. 
Zhang is being held without bond. Democrats prefer no bond, no bail, no bond. Just let all the criminals go because that's the Democrat Party plan. They just did that in the state of Illinois, didn't they? That's a big deal. Uh, Also, there were a couple of stories out of Washington, D.C., in addition to the car being shot driving on I-66 because a Democrat was driving by, decided to shoot the car driving by and hit the car driving by, but but pay no attention to that. Um, but there are a couple of other. There's Molotov cocktail uh, thrown at the Cuban embassy on 16th Street. I used to live about a block from the Cuban embassy there on 16th Street. It was before it was an embassy. Molotov cocktails, plural, tossed at Cuban embassy in Washington, minister says. There were no injuries, Foreign Affairs Minister Bruno Rodriguez Paria said. Now, that is kind of interesting and a big story in the Washington Post and all the local news media because they're commies and you can't have that. But it did remind me that when the Democrats were rioting in Washington, D.C. and Lafayette Park and and all of that uh, stuff, that uh, they were throwing Molotov cocktails at the police, federal police, Lafayette Park, 16th Street, 8th Street. And I went and grabbed a story, at least 50 Secret Service agents injured by rioters, June 1st of 2020. Turned out to be more than 180 were injured by the Democrats, Secret Service, Park Police, and D.C. Police. Rioters threw Molotov cocktails and bottles at agents and set buildings on fire. And I was reminded of that, but... Now, the news media didn't think that was such a big deal at the time. Uh, now, let's get back to the news media. The news media and uh, and the polls. I read you the poll numbers, Biden doing terribly, the Democrats doing terribly, and, and Biden doing terribly again. Trump doing very well, beating Biden in a head-to-head presidential contest by nine points or ten points. And the Democrats are freaking out. Cringe was asked at the White House yesterday by a Democrat uh, posing as a reporter about the poll numbers. Polls are polls, right? They are going to That's be true. all over the place. Uh, they are going to, they're going to, um, you know, they don't tell the whole story, actually. And that is just the way a poll is. Well, don't believe polls. Polls are polls, and polls will be polls. She talking about the people of Poland? That's, uh, or like, you know, polls that uh, Hunter Biden's baby mama used to spin on. What's the... Uh, What's the thing with their polls are polls. That's yeah, truer words were never spoken from the White House podium. Uh, let's go to uh, soundbite number seven. Martha Raddatz, a.k.a. Martha Raddatz, uh, who I used to work with at the Pentagon many years ago. Martha Raddatz was hosting This Week on ABC Fake News. And, uh, and even she's looking at the poll numbers and saying, you know, hey, Democrats, this doesn't look so good. Let's go back to that poll. Trump with a nine-point lead over President Biden in that poll. And whatever caveats, whether that is an outlier, that's a tough one to spin. That is a tough one to spin. Sounding a little raspy. Sounding a little little coldy. The cold and flu season is coming. It's not only the campaign season, it's also the cold and flu season. Donna Brazil, longtime Democrat Party senior apparatchik, uh, was on there with uh, Martha Reddits on ABC. And, uh, hey, what do you think of these poll numbers, Donna Brazil, lifelong Democrat senior operative? Wasn't she a DNC chair? Uh, she was. And uh, so many of them, aren't there? And um, uh, Donna Brazil. I'm an activist, more than a party official or a party leader. I'm not sleeping at night thinking all is well 
okay? I have nieces and nephews who say, well, why should I vote for this guy? He's a little old. I say, your papa was old, too. And look what he did to help you. Papa? That, that can only conjure up images of papa with high cheekbones, can it? Because, you know, papa, you can call your grandpa papa. And uh, just like, of course, the famous Native American Cherokee Indian Elizabeth Warren. My papa had high cheekbones. Very high like cheekbones. Like all of the Indians do. All of the Indians have the, uh, yeah, that's, uh, sure. That's the, that's the thing about, about papa and pawpaw. Because, you know. Uh, and when Donna Brazil says she's not sleeping at night, and the grandkids, she's got grandkids that are voting. They're only 9 and 10 years old. What's the, she's 63 years old. She's got grandkids that are voting age. That's, uh, that's kind of kind of interesting. Okay, but it did remind me of James Carville a couple of weeks ago, the guy who said it's the economy, stupid, and, and then smeared all the women that Bill Clinton sexually assaulted, you know, James Carville. And a couple of weeks ago, he was having to go out and buy rubber sheets. The polling that I've seen or anybody else has seen is not very good. I, there was a memo. Uh, my friend Jim Messina said, I said, Democrats need to quit bedwetting. But my wife's already changed me to rubber sheets. <laughs> His wife's already changed him to rubber sheets because I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, another thing, and, and Ted Cruz talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but he was on Sean Hannity last night, and it's something I've been talking about for a long, long time. And for many months now, I've been saying that Joe Biden will not be the Democrat Party's nominee next year. And one of the scenarios is the one that Ted Cruz talked about last night, and it's one that I also have been talking about for months um, like so many of my miraculous predictions and, and my assessments uh, leading up, you know, like Juicy Smoulet, allegedly, you know, this mega country, I came in and said that just didn't happen. That's a lie. He made it up. Uh, there's no way in the world that happened. And, of course, you don't have to be Nostradamus, but I was right about that. I'm going to be right about Joe Biden not being the nominee. And I raised this question months ago as well, and Ted Cruz brought it up again last night talking to Sean Hannity. I think the odds are very significant that next summer at the Democrat National Convention, that the Democrat Party will jettison Joe Biden, will throw him off the ticket, and they will parachute in instead Michelle Obama to be their candidate. I think they're going to look to Michelle Obama as the savior to come in. And, and I think if that happens, that would be very, very dangerous. And every time I see a Democrat or one of their puppets in the press beginning to point out the problems with Joe Biden, every time that happens, the chances of that go up and up and up. Up and up and up, up and up and up. Um, and, you know, you got to keep an eye on these. Also, look out for Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton because she is not done. She's a jihadi. She has a sense of entitlement to beat the band, and it does beat the band. Man, oh, Manischewitz. Now, we can, uh, we can do the NBC uh, News. NBC News actually sent somebody to the border, and they're confused. Um, and they have a woman who calls herself a reporter, Julia Ainsley. Julia Ainsley. She went to Eagle Pass, Texas, and listen, some of this was pretty funny. Tonight, the border crisis up close. Our cameras there as this group of hundreds of migrants illegally crossed the Rio Grande into Eagle Pass, Texas. Border Patrol removing razor wire installed by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. 
Behind me, you have Border Patrol coming in to rescue some of these migrants carrying young children to try to keep them from crossing here and getting cut on this dangerous wire. Oh, no, cut on the dangerous wire while sneaking into the United States illegally, and the razor wire was put there by Texas. And uh, keep in mind that Joe Biden sent people down there with bolt cutters to cut the razor wire so that people could more easily sneak into the country, and then they could spread them around and give them driver's licenses and then send ballots to everybody with a driver's license as they're doing in many places. Here is young Julia Ainsley. Border Patrol says the wire can pose a humanitarian and drowning risk. Federal agents start cutting the it's wire, the allowing the migrants to enter the U.S. Federal agents started cutting the wire, allowing the migrants, the illegal aliens breaking our law, to enter the U.S. so the Democrats could, you know, hotsy totsy newborn Nazi once again. Pretty amazing. Uh, and so Biden is uh, clearing the path and opening up Texas, putting razor wire there, don't enter, and uh, Biden sending federal agents to go down with bolt cutters and open the path for law-breaking because they're not on our side. Uh, NBC's Julia Ainsley. DHS officials tell us most migrants illegally crossing the border are processed and released into the U.S. We've just learned in August over 300,000 migrants crossed the border, the highest monthly total ever. In just the last 24 hours, over 11,000 migrants were encountered by Customs and Border Protection. This morning, very early on the Fox News Channel, they had uh, two wives of Border Patrol agents, Customs Border Patrol agents, including one who was wonderful, Allison Anderson. She was on the Fox News Channel in the 6 a.m. hour this morning uh, for me to watch. And she's talking about what her husband is going through. I think it's important that everybody understand that this violence that we're seeing, it's nothing new. Our agents are always dealing with noncompliant and combative illegals. However, with these numbers that have been crossing, the dramatic increase in these numbers, I mean, it's only expected that we're going to see more violent attacks on our agents. Did you see the agent who had his finger bit off by an illegal alien? Literally bit off halfway up, halfway down his finger, bit off. Uh, and uh, an illegal alien that had chased down and catch. And just see the other guy, the agent with his head bashed in and blood all over his face by the um, uh, presumably Mexican with the giant tattoo on his forehead the size of his hand with the word rat, R-A-T exclamation mark, tattooed on his forehead. Apparently he ratted out some cartel people. Here is Border Patrol wife Allison Anderson. My husband has come across... Um, I mean, just recently, he took down an illegal in the brush that was armed with um, a long rifle. And um, I mean, there are, a lot of them have weapons. Most have knives. We have collected knives off of almost every single one that we've encountered here at our house. So it's very dangerous. And it is continuing to increase. Those dangers are increasing under this administration due to the completely open border and the fact that these agents are just, uh, I mean, they've been demoralized and devalued and completely stripped of their honor. And I mean, what more do they need to put up with? Now they're dealing with an increase in these violent attacks as well. Did you hear Jim Acosta on CNN? Remember him? He lives, he lives. Jim Acosta shouting down a Republican member of Congress because a Republican member of Congress wanted to tell the truth about the border. And Abilio Acosta wanted to lie about it because that's what you get from CNN. That's coming up. Now, I don't have enough time to really do it justice, but um, 
Jim Acosta of CNN had a Republican congressman, Ralph Norman from South Carolina, on CNN and uh, the ignorant partisan um, Acosta attacked him and cut him off. And, and I will ask the questions here. Don't you know who you're addressing here? And uh, here's uh, Jim Acosta, real name Abilio, talking to very dismissively, hostily, um, and unprofessionally Republican Congressman Ralph Norman. It just sounds like you're throwing uh, uh, rhetoric around with no basis in fact. No. Uh, no. You can. Have you been to the border? Of course I have. Of course. You went have to you see- seen what's going on? The rapes? The uh, it's it's open. I mean, nobody can can deny that the border is, and uh, they've got a, it's a crisis. Where I'll ask the question, sir. And, and the Where border is, is not open. The border is not open, and I'll ask the questions here. You will. You are not here to ask questions. You forget to whom you're speaking. Do you forget to whom you're speaking? You are not here to ask the questions. I am asking the questions here. I'm in charge of the questions. If you do, you will be shot. You feel me shot. You know, keep in mind what Barack Obama, uh, he he warned us. He told us what was coming. He's uh, still the president of the United States. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And the crowd went wild, fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Any other tips from Barack Obama? You need to make sure your child can speak Spanish. The crowd goes wild. The Democrat crowd, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, he said he was embarrassed because French people and German people come over here from Europe, you know, and they speak English because it's now the global language because we were able to rid the world of fascism in Europe in the 20th century and of imperialism in Asia in the 20th century. And the Pax Americana has held strong for generations But now the left is coming back, and they're not done with us yet. Learn Spanish, because they're fundamentally transforming the United States. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) You pay me more. Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.